Good day, everyone. This is Martha Childress, and welcome to the Natural Choice Network, a local platform and meeting place where sustainable living comes live. Naturalchoice.net and Natural Choice Network directories are great vehicles for a conscious com uh, community to connect, stay up to date on green resources, natural health, natural food, and mind spirit. And you can also stay connected right here with me or Darielle Archer every Tuesday at half past noon on Alternative Talk 1150. Well, every year around this time, I invite Washington Trails Association to join me for an episode, an episode on all the great hiking trails that we have available in this region. And last year when we, we uh, chatted, it was really interesting to find out what was going on with all the closures and trail closers and who would know a year later, we're still dealing with some of this. So I have Anna Roth here joining me today. Welcome, Anna. Hey. Yeah, so, um, so what's happened over the last year with WTA? Yeah, we've had quite a year. Um, we have had more visitation to our website than we've ever had before. Of course, um, yeah. your, all your listeners know that uh, the hiking was really one of the only things Outlet. you could do um, mm -hmm. for a lot of last year. Even though a lot of the trails were closed for a long time too. Yeah, a lot of I what was really nice about the hiking guide that WTA has, um, which is at WTA.org, if any listeners don't already know, um, we were able to indicate which trails were open and closed as oh. link managers did that. And it was That's great. Yeah, it was really nice. And a lot of people did close trails pretty early, but they reopened them, I think, as people started realizing that hiking was one of the only things that we were going to be able to do for a little while. And, and it's good for your immune system. <laughs> totally, totally. Outside time is so good for yeah. uh, physical and mental and emotional health, yeah. everything. Um, so we had lots of information available to folks about where they could go hiking. One of the things that was really useful for when a lot of those national forest and the state park and national park trails were closed yeah. was that WTA has a lot of local parks in our hiking guide. And those were really helpful for people who were looking for somewhere to just get outside that they could maybe even just walk to. Yeah, that's really, really great. I'm so glad that this resource was already in place. Um, for when something like this goes down. I know there's a lot of other trail apps out there like that, but you guys are so on it and so localized and can respond to everything, um, especially with the trip reports and things like that. You know, we're, we're so lucky to have you. Thanks. It's a wonderful resource to be a part of. Yeah, yeah. Well, and are there any lingering closures? Um, I mean, I know somebody, is it harder to get to some of the summiting, the mountain passes and those and enchantments and the hard to get anyway places? Yeah, so some of the locations that are harder to get to would be still, they're not closed by the land manager. They're just hard to get to because they still have snow on them. Okay. Um, the big one that is still closed uh, I believe it's Shy Shy, but it's oh. the, and the, and uh, and uh, Cape Flattery as well. So the the wow. trails, oh yeah, and it's it's That's mostly because such great hikes. Oh. Yeah, well, and it's it's really because the trails are on land that is managed by the tribes, and they are trying to be as oh, they're putting putting their communities' health first, which is totally understandable. So yeah, out here in Arizona, where I am now, so it's like I have to kind of take your lead because I haven't been back even yet. Um, 
Yeah. yeah, but the the tribes are uh, the reservations are still closed here. They're just starting, you know, to talk about easing some of that a little bit. So that so that does make sense. And yeah, because those both are on reservations. But you know, people take note, keep an eye out because those are some fantastic trails. Yeah, they're lovely. So when they do open up, everybody, you know, be go visit if you can, but um, be respectful, of course. You know, it's limited capacity in parking lots so maybe not all in the same weekend <laughs> yeah exactly well i know um is um are that the wildflowers starting to come out east of the mountains because i know this time of year that's usually a really cool thing to do and our uh, that's a two-part question i'll start with that yeah, yeah before so i go into the second part <laughs> they are amazing right now um, and if for whatever reason anybody can't get over to the east side of the mountains right now um take a little tour through our trip reports if you sort our uh trip reports by um central washington and like the wenatchee area the photos in those trip reports are so good so um, even if you can't get out there in person the photos are amazing they are totally gorgeous and of course um, people love hearing their photos are pretty so if you like them yeah. you can leave a comment on their trip report and say like hey this is great it made my day. I yeah. wish I could be there. Well, there's also um, some areas along the gorge on the Washington side too, because they mm -hmm. um, that can get some of those wildflowers that are really amazing too. Are you familiar with some of those? Or I can't think oh. of the ones at the top, but around like um, uh, the, the what's that that big rock of Gibraltar there I forget what the name of it is the big rock that you can climb up but there's some little areas where it's really open and they can have some really beautiful wildflowers there at this time of year along the gorge especially on the Washington side yeah um I think I think you're thinking of Beacon Rock Beacon Rock thank you yeah the so that rock doesn't have a ton of flowers but the state park that it's around it which is on the other side of the highway yeah as of course tons like you just mentioned where it opens up it's really beautiful yeah. um i went there several years ago while i was down visiting my family and um saw some chocolate lilies which are really pretty okay. they're sort of a um i don't they're not the first flower i think of when i think of springtime but they are really amazing um and yeah i mean all along all the way out to the eastern edge of the gorge the um Columbia Hill State Park is really looking. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. That's yeah, really, can be really beautiful, and you can just walk for miles in mm -hmm. some of those areas. And those are a lot, there's a lot of roads and things that uh, you can take advantage of there too. Yeah. And I know you said this is how. So, what's the snow melt looking like? So there's still there still snowing. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, there is, there is still a fair amount of snow. I went hiking last weekend and went up to, I think around 1800 feet and I didn't run into snow, but where I was, I could see, um, mountains that had a lot of snow, a lot lower than I thought there would be. Um, just, you know, it's that same spring shoulder season thing where yeah. you're in the city and it's sunny and you think like, oh, there's no snow anymore. I can go hiking. And then as yeah. soon as you get up above 2000 feet, you're like, well, there's still three feet of snow. There it is. <laughs> the rain you had. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so there's still plenty. In fact, it snowed on the way. I went over Snoqualmie Pass and it snowed hard on the way okay. over um, the pass, which I was- To the wildflowers on the other side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got the whole gamut last weekend. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, when the snow is starting to melt, I know one of my favorite things that, uh, favorite hikes is the Natchez. Natchez Trail up Ooh. by, yeah, up by Mount Rainier, and that's from mm -hmm. the the entrance over by Crystal Mountain. Yeah, 
the gorgeous, gorgeous wildflowers there. And, and depending on the snow melt, that's usually either late July or early August. But the Edelweiss, if you go a little early, when the Edelweiss comes popping through the snow, that is truly magical. Yeah, that is a gorgeous one. Um, you can keep an eye on our hiking guide. Um, I think that Natchez Trail is a little tricky to get to sometimes for West Side folks because that um, road is sometimes closed in the winter. Um, but yeah, keep, keep when, the when that road opens up, you know, and that's all really tied into the snow mountain. So that's yeah. another great thing because you guys, you know, are really on top of when you can get access to all these trails. Yeah, yeah, we like to, well, we, we let folks know, we actually just started writing um, a couple of years ago, started writing an every Thursday blog uh, called Hiker Headlines. And typically we will highlight, you know, any highway openings or closures or anything like that. Um, you can keep in touch with us that way and you'll, we'll post those on our uh, social channels. So Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. Um, but we do publish that every Thursday and it's a good way to get a quick like rundown of any news that's come up in the last week. Yeah, well, talk about some of your publication, you know, some of the resources and publications aside from just the trip reports, because you've got great guides, like you say, and you've, you know, tons of wonderful articles, even on hiking and well-being and that sort of thing. Um, you want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. Yeah, thanks. Um, we have we have tons, like you just mentioned. Um, we have lots of resources, especially like we talked about at the beginning of this with so many people starting to hike um, because of COVID and maybe coming to it for the first time. Um, if anybody is sort of newer to hiking, we have a whole suite of resources. We have how-to articles about everything from like how to tie your boots so that your feet don't hurt, <laughs> to how to hike with a dog. Maybe you got a dog during the pandemic and now you kind of want to take them hiking, but there are a fair number of protocols. Yeah. yeah, some protocols around, you know, keeping your dog safe, but also keeping other hikers safe and happy on trail with your dog. Um, so lots of how-to stuff there, how to pick a pack, if that's something that you're finding, oh gosh, I need a new backpack, like lots of good advice there. A lot um, of good 101 guides. Yeah, yeah, we've got lots of lots of really good information about um, how to get started hiking or maybe just refine the skills that you've already got. We also have Trail News, which is our monthly newsletter um, that comes out <laughs> once a month, as you might expect. <laughs> um, and it includes more news about hiking, usually a hiking feature or two, a feature on people in our community. Um, if you're a family and you want to get hiking, we've got a newsletter called Families Go Hiking, and it's full of suggestions of how to keep your kids entertained on trail. Um, oh, it's so important and so good for kids because they, they be, you know, they're our, they're our future and you get them out hiking and having an appreciation for nature and an understanding for that and the environment. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's something you think there's nothing you can do. Well, that is something you could definitely do. Yeah, no, absolutely. It is, it's, it's key. And I mean, I was a kid learning to hike and I got bored a lot. So some of the tips that were in this newsletter might've been useful for my parents. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, turn every every little hike or walk into a scavenger hunt and it's yeah. amazing or some sort of competition or have some sort of hate to say it some sort of reward times <laughs> and a reward could just maybe be incentive yeah yeah an incentive some i know that um treats figure heavily into the reward system yeah exactly you know I'm they say so. that's not the best thing to do but it is probably the best motivator 
One thing that I have heard some of my colleagues who are um, parents that hike with their kids suggest that I think is a great idea is the um, the reward is actually getting to plan the next hike. Yes. Yeah, I think so too. I, I love that. And we do that in our family too. It's kind of like our kind of, um, you know, our rotation. It's like, let's, let's try somewhat something new because yeah. we wind up going back to the ones we know so much and we take turns introducing each other to, to a new trail and we don't tell them anything about it other than how to prepare. And <laughs> it makes it kind of fun. Yeah. Oh, that's, I love that too, because then you get, <laughs> you get told to bring specific supplies and you're like, where am I going? Exactly. <laughs> they don't know what. So yeah, there's a lot of things that you can do it um, that are fun. And I know, especially with a lot of new people probably getting into the hiking, why don't you talk about some of the, the passes, the different passes. And oh yes. The what people need for parking and that sort of thing. Cause that can really take people by surprise. And I know one time that we were doing the, um, we went to um, little sigh, you know, mm -hmm. which, you know, was, that's gotten so popular, but it was, I think they maybe towed away, I would say probably over a hundred cars that day. And there were people from out of town or that had never been there before they came out. There's all these people wandering around looking for cars. Mm -hmm. And just because somebody else was parked wrong doesn't mean that parking is clear there. So really pay attention to the signs. Yeah, um, that you brought up two things um, I would probably talk about. The first thing is definitely passes, which is just the perennially confusing thing. So I can yes. give a quick rundown. Yeah. Um, most people have heard of the Discover Pass and that pass covers trails that are on state lands cars, yeah. in Washington. And so like you were talking about, Little Sai would count in there. Yeah. Um, basically what you're looking for is anything in a state park or on Department of Natural Resources land. And that... Uh, you can find in our hiking guide, if you look up where you want to go, um, at the very top of the page, right below the title and the data about the hike, you'll see what type of pass you need. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. Discover Pass. That is one of the passes you need. Yeah, just one of the three. Yeah. Right, yeah. In Washington, if you are going to be hiking on federal land, which is going to be a national park or a national forest, um, you're going to need a national park pass or a northwest forest pass but i often tell people it's much easier if you just get the national yeah park. the interagency pass yeah, yeah. um because that's also recreation um environmental recreation but you know some things that are you don't kind of know what category they fit in i know um there's that down by natchez um or nasquale some recreation or environmental recreation areas those cover that they cover those as well yeah the so the national the the national sorry the interagency pass will cover the parks that are in washington so olympic and rainier and north yeah. cascades yeah. even though you don't actually need a pass for north cascades that's a technicality just consider <laughs> that you need one um and, and all over the country if you're traveling which is great. yeah that's the other thing that's so useful about them is the interagency ones work all over the country yeah. um and then they also work here for any of the hikes off of I-90 uh, in the Mount Baker Snoqualmie National Forest, anything. Yeah, that Natchez, you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's just, it's a really multi-purpose thing. And the takeaway I would say here is if you are into hiking, you think you're going to go more than five to eight times this year, just get a Discover Pass and get an interagency pass. Um, okay. 
It will be a little bit of money at the outset, just because an annual pass for both of those things is a little more expensive than a day day pass, but you will pay, it'll pay for itself and it's better than getting a ticket. Yeah. If you don't know where you are, if you don't know which pass you need, just put them both on the dashboard. That's the recommendation. I give. <laughs> That's good. That's smart. <laughs> yeah. Um, the one other thing that you mentioned that I will say is in regards to parking, there is definitely, I mean, I, my advice is always go a little bit early um, so that you can try and get a spot. But if you do find that your uh, intended hike is full and you can't park um, either safely or uh, legally somewhere, um, you can use WTA's Trailblazer app. It's called WTA Trailblazer. And it has a hikes near me function that you can um, turn the location finder on on your phone. And it'll Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's a really good it's a really good solution. It also is part of the kind of advice that we've been giving folks recently, which is basically go out with a plan B, maybe a plan C, depending on how crowded, maybe yeah. just depending on how nice of a day it is. Yeah, because I, I imagine now that a lot of people have discovered, you know, how good it feels and how fun it is and how it does improve, like you say, your well-being, your mental health, just about everything that you're probably getting a lot more people on all of the trails as a new practice, you know? Yeah, there's definitely some new people discovering how great it is out there. And I think it's fantastic. They're going to be, regu be regulars. It's not just like a one and done. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the nice thing is we have so many places to visit. I think part of this yeah. is also, you know, you discover that you love hiking because of maybe one of the most popular trails in Washington, but then you can use the hiking guide, you can use our app, you can use your imagination to find or come up with routes on the trail system in Washington and really like make hiking your own. So, you know, all of these new folks, I'm, I'm hoping will discover some new, um, yeah, Mark, to them. new places. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And maybe some new lands will get donated. Who knows? Um, lots of kind of fun things. Well, um, please stay tuned. We'll be right back with, um, um, some closing thoughts from Anna right after these short messages. As our name suggests, Ancient Arts Veterinary provides creative wellness options for your pets and their people. There is a tangible link between the symptoms we see in animals and the people they live with. At her Seattle clinic, Dr. Ruhrs not only treats animals, but also helps their caretakers discover their part in the wellness process. Dr. Ruhrs was voted one of Seattle's top vets in 2011 and 2012. Create the health path for you and your pets today. Call 206-547-1025 or go to naturalchoice.net. Keyword search ancient arts. The Herbalist has been manufacturing herbal medicine since 1984. The company was founded based on the belief that organically grown and wild harvested herbs of the highest quality would have a positive effect on people's health. We offer over 300 natural remedies. Many of the ingredients come from local certified organic farms and sustainable and ethical wild harvesters. We offer herbal extracts, organic bulk herbs, supplements, flower essences, essential oils, an organic smoothie and refreshment bar. To find out more, call 206-523-2600 or go to naturalchoice.net Keyword search, Herbalist. Katherine Larson at Inner Source Counseling has over 30 years experience providing mental health care. She believes that therapy is a personal journey. Her mission is to offer guidance to those who are dedicated to their personal healing. 
Sessions are conducted in an atmosphere of warmth, openness, and respect. Catherine works with children, adults, and couples to help them find the most effective path for healing. Start your healing today. Call 206-933-1710 or go to naturalchoice.net. Keyword search Inner Source Counseling. Alternative Talk 1150. It's good for what ails you. This statement has not been evaluated by the FDA. This is Dr. Lisa Price, and you're listening to the Natural Choice Network on Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back. So, Anna, um, what are some uh, last-minute tips and some other uh, suggestions you might want to leave us with today? Oh, man. I always have so many. (laughs) Well, you got about five minutes. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. Um, I think my biggest thing that I have been really encouraging um, the hiking community to think about is with so many new people on trail to just, um, you know, give folks the benefit of the doubt. I think sometimes it can be really easy to react negatively when you see somebody doing something that's not necessarily the correct hiking etiquette or, yeah. you know, abiding by leave no trace. And it's been a really challenging year. It's been a really challenging last year. I mean, I think coming to any encounter that you have on trail with kindness and being able to say, Hey, Oh, you know, actually maybe don't drop that orange peel on the ground. Cause the, it won't actually compost that quickly. Yeah. Um, is just a nice way to offer some kind feedback to somebody, um, who, who may just not even, not even know. Um, uh, yeah, most of them probably don't know. Yeah. I mean, it took me a really long time to understand, you know, like, oh, you don't throw, like, I mean, it took my parents saying like, this is why you don't throw food into the forest. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So it's not, it's not necessarily intuitive for a lot of folks. So I think that's my biggest thing is to really come at your hike. Think, you know, and everybody's going out there to refresh and rejuvenate and just bring your kindest self to your hike if you can. That's a really, really good point. I'm, I'm so glad that you brought that up. As I say, just start with the benefit of the doubt and proceed with kindness. Yeah. And to, you know, to help you with that, if um, you have anybody in your family or your friend group, who's just starting to um, get out and go hiking um, WTA, the hiking resources that we have are there to be shared. So if you know somebody who just got a dog, like I said earlier, and wants to bring their dog hiking, if you know somebody who's just getting into day hiking and maybe doesn't have a first aid kit yet, we've got, you know, pages on how to build your own first aid kit. We've got pages on how to hike with your dog, how to train your dog to be a better hiker. Um, Share those resources. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to necessarily point people to WTA. You can just link them directly and say, hey, this is useful if you are interested in learning more about it. Yeah. And it's so great. I mean, even people don't kind of think about, oh, you know, I'm going to get hurt just on a small trail. It's like, you can walk by a branch just wrong and it can, you know, put a nice little cut in your arm. And then it's like, normally it's like, um, if you don't have a bandaid, it can be a problem, but if you have a bandaid, it's a simple fix, you know, <laughs> and just having a bandaid in your backpack and, you know, thank goodness there's enough people out there. And, you know, sometimes I remember getting stuck in the past before I started carrying them all the time. And I've helped out a lot of people. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I've done the same thing. Absolutely. It's, it's, it is remarkable how, what a difference just having a bandaid. Can... A bandaid. Yeah. Or a blister, if, you know, with or without one is like, you know, it's misery. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the thing I use the most is Advil. It's what I, it's, I give people, you know, lots of my hiking companions are like, oh my, you know, knee hurts, ankle hurts, foot hurts, whatever. Advil is a lifesaver out there too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just neosporin, <laughs> Neosporin, Band-Aids, Nadvil, and you 
got most of it for just some of the simple day hikes. But yeah, yeah. they say those things, if you don't have them, can, you know. Oh, and mosquitoes, mm -hmm. uh, insect repellent, some of the mm -hmm. hikes, especially um, around the snow melt. Yes, that is a great point. I think I think I have maybe mentioned this in in past years, but not only mosquitoes but ticks. Oh, gross! Um, there are lots of resources on our website about how to hike safely in tick country, especially if you're going to go um, visit those beautiful wild wildflowers, especially yeah. in the gorge. A lot of those areas people do. aren't used to that around. You know, yeah. they're just thinking of uh, west of the mountains. Yes. Yes. Um, but down in the gorge and east of the mountains, if you're going to head out and check out those wildflowers, you want to have some tick prevention measures or at least know to look out for them after your hike. I think that's yeah. probably a big takeaway. Um, I think my last thing is what I usually say, which is basically, um, you know, share what you found when you went. Um, if you had a good hike, um, write a trip report. Let us know what you saw, especially you and I have been talking a lot about how there's still a lot of snow in the mountains. If you end up going high up and you're like, oh, hey, this trail is much more clear than I was expecting it to be, WTA would love to see a trip report. So head over to WTA.org, find the hike that you did and file a trip report. You can add photos. You can add a little bit about what your experience was like. We love to hear it. It's the reason WTA um, is as well known as we are. The trip reports are really what um, make us as useful as we are so yeah. well, um, and i think having um especially uh you know since you mentioned too that you talk so much about a lot of the parks and there are so many parks in the puget sound area i mean it's like if to, to know what you know, there might be something like just two miles from your house or even walking distance because yeah. some of them are really hidden you don't necessarily they're not real obvious and they're just little gems with lots of trails and uh, and long trails mm -hmm. uh, that, that you can find. And so, you know, for you to be able to direct them to those types of resources or people that kind of are in the city more or might not have a car, it's amazing how many things are close by. We have yes. just right in town. Yes, you're totally right. And you mentioned one thing that I do wanna, I do wanna talk about really briefly, which is um, I actually sold my car in February last year. And all of last year, I uh, have been hiking using car share programs, which I've really enjoyed. Um, we just posted a blog about my experience with some tips on our website, WTA.org. And um, Trailhead Direct is coming back. So if you are in the Seattle area, um, there will be a couple of routes. And yeah, so hiking by bus is back if it's something you're comfortable doing. There's COVID precautions in place. Um, and there will be more information about that coming out soon. But we just heard today. And uh, it's a great option. I've done that as well. And I really enjoyed it. Super. Well, and as I say, you know, getting to know other people going and finding a new hike, it's like, just assume on a weekend, on a sunny day, and it's a weekend, the popular hikes, you're not going to be able to park. So yeah. make it, you know, you know, challenge each other to find something new, something fun, and, you know, maybe pack a gourmet lunch and maybe not take as long of a hike, but, you know, make other things like that part of, part of the day, part of the exploration, you know, ah. just gourmet you know little picnic and then find a city park that nobody knew about or something so there's so many things and you have so many resources to make just about everybody happy there and you say like um sharing trip reports and i i can't i have to mention too you mentioned pictures too you guys have some of the most incredible photos on your site 
Yeah, well, it's our trip reporters a lot of the time. Oh, they're gorgeous. So inspiring. So do that. Go to WTA.org at the very least to see some beautiful, beautiful scenery that is really just in your backyard. Yep. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Anna. Thanks um, for our listening audience for choosing to join in too. As you know, our choices create our experiences and collectively our experiences create our communities. So online, on print and on air, thank you for making the natural choice.